Welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 203. That's 200 with three on the back of it. I'm Eric wow. Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sinesky. I know, I'm good at counting. Hello. I watched the count as a kid. Hello, oh, viewer, uh, uh, listener. To, yeah, viewer. Um, uh, we won't assign you a pronoun. You can do that for yourself. I've been seeing that more and more on like corporate internal email signatures. People Good. put they. that in front of their, you oh, know, they're, like, they're he, sure, hers, and like him, he, his, or yeah. whatever. She, they. I should do that on my company email signature full of like the most hardcore right wingers. You should absolutely do that. No, don't and we even, have a standardized signature too. Don't don't even do anything weird. Just add that to the standardized signature and just, just watch everybody have like an aneurysm. What I should do is only add it to replied messages. So like my initial ones will go out with the company <laughs> sanctioned one, <laughs> and then they'll dig through it to be like, <laughs> "That's perfect." I love what it. Are these Dude, back when pronouns? the Apple Watch came out with the uh, the rainbow band, I wanted to get one, yeah. mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Bet you I'd get fired if I wore that to work." That's ridiculous. Yep. So anyway, my company's weird. I want to talk about people movers, although we have two things to cover first. People movers like the ones on in, in Disney? Uh, maybe. No. I'm not familiar with Beer people. and Patreon? Beer is the same, so we just have to cover Patreon. Uh, and that's the same, too. But I'll cover it again. Patreon.com forward slash Carbitrage. On this fancy webpage, which I've created at great length and pain, not really, uh, you will find it two... It takes about 15 minutes to set up a Patreon. Yeah, I did that and then did the thing and then I've touched it maybe once. So anyway, on this particular page that we set up once, uh, you will find two open-ed levels of support for content consumers like you to support content producers like us. If you sign up, you can feed us things. You'll get automatically added to our super cool Discord, which is actually genuinely pretty great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's my favorite Discord. And I said that last time, too. Yeah, I'm still saying it. It's, it's a Discord that's active, but not so active you want to mute it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And that is, that is the, the best endorsement I could possibly give a Discord. And what honestly, it, it's becoming a perk for actually, the... Actually, uh, what I like about it is most of it's text-based, not chat. And you can just like kind of pick up your conversation whenever on our Discord. And yeah. like my other Discords I'm on, it's not like that. It's like, dude, we had the conversation like two days ago. I'm like... It's yeah, a chat. I can't scroll through like three thousand new line items. Yeah, like I'm not doing that. I just saw the last scene. I'm responding to the last thing that I saw, and here You're I am. You're so in- inactive. You just end up talking to yourself, like my archaeology when I set up. That's also what Peter Mariuto's uh, chat thing is, because like nobody actually listens to him. They just go in and they just put on voice so you can play music for them. Oh no! And then Pete, he keeps like asking them questions, and nobody responds. It's just Pete talking to himself. And it's like I have things to say to him, but like I intentionally don't talk to him. In the, in the radio thing, I talked to him on other things just so it can look like he's talking to himself, and I'm just an emotional terrorist. <laughs> oh, Guido. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> if you sign up for even the basic one, helps buy us beer, and then helps a little bit make a dent in the uh, hosting costs. It's very important. We will be eternally grateful. Oh, yeah, I, we post good cat stuff in there. So head on over to our Patreon. You'll get auto-added to the Discord. Um, if that doesn't work, hit me up, but, uh, there you go. Beer, like, uh, Ryan said, we're still doing the same thing. Yep. Indeed, whatever honey thing, it's still pretty Mexican good. Mexican honey. I like it because I'm not drinking it super fast. Yeah, it's really good. It's a great thing to drink. Okay, so I briefly want to talk about garage stuff. So garage. if you go to any garage in North America, you're going to see a lot of really standard stuff. doesn't matter if you're in the north, south, east, west. You're going to have like a shovel, you're going to have a broom, you're going to have a workbench probably, you're going to have a really basic set of like Home Depot tools, you're going to have a shop vac. Yeah. What else? Like a ladder. Just yeah. general household Gen- stuff. General things, yeah. Everyone's got a shop vac. <clears throat> mm-hmm. If you look at that shop vac, more often than not, 
the brand of the shop vac is Honda. It's Honda or Toro or something. No, right? it's shop vac. Is that brand? That's a brand. I just thought that was the the name, but yeah, you're right. It is a shop. Uh, so shop vac okay. is a okay. trademark and a brand. Okay. Yeah, because oh. like sorry. No, that makes sense now. I did not know that. Because, it's no. all clicking now. I'm using this as a very lame segue to transition into an excellent option that's been offered on the Honda Odyssey since 2007. Which is which my is, favorite option. The only I reason know exactly why I genius. It is. I know what it is. What is it? It's the shop vac that comes <laughs> in the car. It's not it's a shop vac. It's a Honda vac. Yeah, because I can't use shop vac, apparently. Right. But, uh, yeah, no, it is literally that. It it's is a real thing. the only reason why I tried to convince my mom to get a Honda Odyssey other than a Sienna. Dude, if you had, like, tilted offspring, why this would be the best thing in your life. This would this would be the difference between you killing yourself in a bathtub with a toaster at night and not doing that. Yeah, or seriously, this is me. great. Like, I wish I had that. I, wish I, I want this in that. my car. I track mud in my car so much. It's gross. I have to have a tarp and a blanket back there at all times. So let's find a junkyard Odyssey and retrofit the Honda Vac into I'm, the... I'm going to be going to the U-Hole uh, for my birthday this weekend, so... Which one? Uh, Rosemount, because I have an MX-83 and a Mazda 5 Touring. They have everything I've ever needed. There's an E90 at one of them, but I think it's East, East, East Bethel. Otherwise, I would definitely go with you. Well, um, it, they mm. have, like, literally... They have both of the cars I need parts are because I need a speedometer cable for my Cressida, which I've not been able to find. Well, let me know before you go. Maybe I'll check their inventory, see if they have any BMWs, but I think I'll just come with. Okay. Um, anyway, so the reason I'm bringing this up is Honda's got this excellent option, but unfortunately they've just had to pull it, and it's not because they're redoing the Odyssey. It's not because they have a new generation. It's not because they're redoing their options list. It's because the company shop vac went out of business, and they make the vacuum. They make oh, the wait, Honda vac. How did shop vac go? Well, you know what? That's a pro. This is shot vac making something that's too reliable. Yep. Yeah. Because you buy it's, bol- one. it's bolted to a car that's also too reliable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. They should buy a shop vac. They should, they should, yeah, they should just buy the company and keep going. Yeah. Or, yeah. like, what, what's next? What's a competitor? Uh, Toro. To, uh, shark. It's a shark vac. Shark vac. Yeah, go but talk I to Shark. Can... Don't get rid of the option. Give us a vacuum. But the we Honda vac was so great. Well, now that's fine. We can just go buy Sienna's like we're supposed to. I guess. Yeah. Oh, I just realized I didn't even have the image capture up the whole time we were talking about it. It doesn't matter. It's a stock photo. It, yeah, it doesn't matter. Vacuuming. But it is the Honda Vac. I mean, so that's I've cool. I've always wanted the, one of those. But let's be honest. This image, this is not ground into the carpet. There's no, no. gum. There's no liquids. Like, this there's is no not. melted crayons. I don't believe This it. wasn't from a child. That's from a grocery spill. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe a mouse? No, grocery spill. Grocery spill? No, because the vacuum works. That's how I know it's not a mouse, because the mouse will eat in the wiring. I've been told, like, those are legit, though. Like, those vacuums are strong, so... The people in the van community are about it. And, like, the Odyssey people in the van community, they open up the little compartment so you can see how they have the vacuum option. I've, like... Honestly, yeah. I've wanted one of those since 2007, and I would have been in high school in 2007. And I was like, I don't understand why everybody is. Everybody in vibes about a built-in car vacuum because cars are disgusting. I just don't. Car like, phone and car vacuum. Uh, I don't I understand why. Yes. Everybody isn't in van culture because nobody dislikes van culture. Everybody <laughs> loves that. Like when you say, "Yeah, this person built a dope Sienna," nobody's mad. It's like no. a lowrider. Like, like everybody's like, even if you don't like stance, like it's a stanced out Sienna. And you're like, okay, that's actually rad. Like nobody's mad about it. Like performance people are like, are like, yo, that's got all wheel drive. It's faster than a Supra. You know, like if you're like, at the drag races, like don't worry, I brought my Sienna, and they're like, that's actually the best van that you can buy. So okay, like nobody's mad about a Sienna. 
I just don't understand why people buy an Odyssey over the Sienna and then they go, oh, I got the shop back. And I'm like, Honda back. Yeah, that's the only reason why you'd ever do it. When you own and operate a minivan, you are just driving Interpol. Yes. Yeah. You are driving neutrality, which is good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What that is, is that's called a canvas in which you can build upon your dreams. That black honda odyssey that slammed at the big break kit yeah i really dig that van yeah i think he moved to like wisconsin or something <sighs> never mind i don't like it anymore no are you still garbage he's still guy he's still no 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 nope lives in wisconsin he, trash he moved garbage there work. a murderer anyway uh this is a question a week from brand trailer um which i'm gonna use as a topic because i really like this what car have you done a completely 180 on on not in <laughs> but <laughs> two different things if you want in uh ef civic and AW11 MR2 or so my two. Are you going to be going from loved it to hated it or hated, hated it, it to loved it? Both. I want both actually. Okay. Because it's very Toyota easy. Avalon. It's very easy to go with love to hate, but it's. I'm having the opposite problem. Your what car did you did you hate and now love? No, sorry, that's what I meant to say. It's very easy to go from hate to love. Oh, okay. It's very. It's a lot more difficult to go from love to hate. I'm gonna need a minute on the love to hate. Well, what was your hate to love? Nissan Murano Cross Cabriolet. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's entirely the owner. I loathed that vehicle with the very pit so of my it's soul. It's literally because of the troll group. Because of that group, <laughs> where all of the owners legitimately post about how stoked they are on this thing. I know that there is a person that came in with like a with a Chrysler 300C, and they're like, "Is this a fake group?" And everybody like stayed in character, like. The people are obviously ship hosting stayed in character. Like, no, I love this chariot. This is the chariot of God. And I this know, guy's like, my car's worth so literally much. twice as much as yours. And it's like, no, your car is just not worthy of the price of the roof on this car. See, um... <laughs> you replace this roof when your chariot deems it unworthy of your car. See, I still stick my nose up when I see them in public. But I can't help. I like, get excited. Being... I take a picture every time. I should too. It's like seeing a Kazashi. <laughs> it's just so exciting. It's you really were cool. blessed today. Like I hated it so much. And a, I know Doug Demiro hates it, which <laughs> like makes it better. <laughs> and also, it's the dumbest reason for a car to exist, and I love it for that. And I just like I just think of all the like really really happy owner of it. Like, like they, you... all the really? old tiny people that yeah. are just so jazzed. Just every. Karen, it's like Karen's dream car. It's no, Karen no, when she's Susan. into retirement. Yeah. yeah, Karen becomes Susan. Like I feel like, Chris, like your aunt, your aunt Chris, she is eventually gonna own a cross cabriolet. Oh, you know it. Like she's got her aunt Chris is like, absolute hundred percent Karen, cool Karen, but still a Karen nonetheless. Yeah. Um, but like she's like, she has like a Jeep something or other right now, a Jeep Grand Cherokee. She used to have Honda Pilots, hmm. but she has like a V8 Grand, Grand Cherokee, which is kind of cool. And it's like, okay. And it's like, I totally know, like, now her sons are like, out of college. She doesn't have to haul, haul around, like, she hockey gear. She doesn't have gear. to haul hockey gear. That's the whole like, reason why she had a Honda Pilot in the first place. This is I, the thing. is like, as soon as she can find, as soon as she finds out that exists, she's go, this is a perfect car. Because, like, Chris is totally a convertible person. And she's also yeah. a truck person. Mm-hmm. So this is a convertible truck. It's a perfect car for her. It'll be really weird not to see her in a truck, though. Cause, but like, that's the thing. That's why she would need a... Her ex-husband used to have a Bronco. Like, yeah, like, so she just Was needs, it white? No. Okay. She's no, still alive. It was black. Okay. <laughs> um, but like, this is what I'm saying is like, I liked Ryan's she needs are better. Sorry. <laughs> um, I mean, he is kind of a creepy dude. Not gonna lie. Yeah. See, but... know, he's a, he has a Bronco. Um, but anyway, uh, the thing is, is like that's a perfect car. She'll still be able to have her truck and like not have to worry about snow or boulders or anything unless yeah. she's 
in that one parking that lot. Terrible you have driveway? to you have to really a be well to do and b love that vehicle to keep it going. Because yeah, that top yeah. mechanism that's gonna be one of those things in twenty years where we need like specialist parts to come back yeah. from the manufacturer. Like are, I need it, part number B seventeen for my cross cab. Like that. Do you know how much they are right now? It's mm, a lot. They I cost more than the twelve thousand. I was gonna guess twelve grand. Fifteen. Yeah. Yeah, all day long. So I thought of the car that I used to love and now hate. What is it? I'm going with just a general moniker. I used to love the BMW 3 Series. Now I hate it. Just the new one as they come out? The new generation. There's no manual. Mm -hmm. It's got, like, the the six-cylinder one's good, but, like, it looks like an Acura, which is not as light to Acura. But it's just, like, there's no... Just why would I care? That's fair. That's super-duper fair. I get it. Jana, what, do you have one that you used to love and now hate? Well, I thought the CRX was cool, and now it's dead to me. That that is that's your, a good answer. That is a good. Everyone answer. sees it and like awesome, and then they live with one for like a day. Well, and they're like, like it's I just specifically the CRX, not the EF. Oh, the I EF's know. Great. I know it's the hatch is good. The CRX. Like the EF, even my sister, like my oldest sister, Loves bought it. an EF until she could no longer find them in California for affordable prices. It's specifically but, like, the, the CRX. CRX because one, it was all glass, no AC, so it was constantly hot. When we got chased down in that Tahoe, there's no way to hide. Like, they see more, what you're doing. More importantly than that, it's the... And the reliability was just so shit. You like, have all the negatives of a Civic uh-huh. in, in, one in, in one car. And none of the versatility of a Civic. The Honda parents bred sometime between yeah. the 80s and the early 2000s they produced the itr mm-hmm. as the it's like twins schwarzenegger and yeah you and got then the that's itr the and the crx and that's the thing is like, crx is devito and so yeah. this is the thing is like you can get a crx it is that is good it is impossible to get it in america just don't get a yellow one you have to get specifically the canadian yeah exactly the yellow <laughs> one especially um <laughs> but you have to specifically get the crx executive in from canada I'm I'm going to hate myself for asking this question. Why? Overstuffed leather interior and a car phone. So you're not yeah. fixing any of the problems of the car. It also has a glass roof. Yeah, and it made me like, that's cool. I it's also very hated rad. it because like the two seats, and then it had like half the back seat. Don't worry, and it has a real back seat in the Canadian yeah. the, the CRX like, executive. So people would be like, "Hey, can we get a ride?" And Ryan would have to either like take the person and leave me behind, or like I would have to like somehow sit in the back seat without actually sitting in the back seat. I remember this at Sonic. And yeah. it was just like it, it sucked. It totally sucked. It was sucked. so annoying because like. <laughs> Even like I don't weigh that much, and I'm re- I'm a light sitter. Like I can like hover over things, and I I crushed that thing. Yeah, she and actually the, yeah the back thing broke, but because I because <laughs> it's on made it. of cardboard. Safety. Oh okay, all right. Yeah. It's just stupid. It's so just, it's like sitting in the back of an R129, but yeah. that yeah. wasn't designed for people in that sort it, of. The R129 yeah. without the seat, because there was a seat available in Japan and Canada, just not in North America. And I guess there was in the early R129 with no subwoofer. And there was also one available in the um, first generation CRX. They are actually, you had to specifically ask for them without the seat, if I'm not mistaken. 
the CRX, I feel like the story of that car needs to get out more because everyone yeah. sees one and like, oh, that's awesome. I'd love a CRX. I'm like, no, you don't. You really you don't, don't want one. You want, so many, you want an EF Civic. You want an EF Civic. I tell so many people, like, seriously, like, the CRX is meant for people that have a garage like this one and to just park it. But everyone that wants a CRX wants to daily it. And I tell them, please, don't. It's not a daily. And it's not a car. And they don't take me seriously. They don't take me seriously. And they get seriously. mad. They get and mad they get and their mad. shit gets stolen. Yeah. And, and I'm like, I had to carry around the computer in my purse at all times. That's just a Honda thing. It's not a CRX yeah, thing. But like, <laughs> the car just could be not there. A combination there. of that. Yeah. The, that, that's, that is an entire overarching thing here with the CRX is the fact that you, at any given point in time, you can come out and it's just not there. Yeah, and it was just like... And you're not getting your money back for it. And then the people that weren't into cars didn't understand why it's special and thought it was just an like 80s car and it would ding it up. And when you would be like, oh, my God, that, like, like... This is the thing with the, with the Civic, though, is, like, you have to deal with all that, but it's reliable. It, you haven't even seat. gotten to the parts that break on it. Yeah. Uh, it's reliable. It's rigid. It has a back seat. It is just... It looks better. It, yeah. And then this is the other thing. I just want to... The, the CRX is, like, the X6. And yeah. the EF is like an X5. It's just like it's literally that. Why? It, it, why wait, would you do this? It, it is a hundred pound difference. Oh, wait. God. Yeah, just rip out the back seat when you're racing, and then you have like you'll be fine. It's just it's actually better because it's stiffer. But yeah, it's it's probably just, that. But like also, your CRX is gonna lose weight because of all the water coming through the yes. back and just ruining your floors, oh turning them into rust. Oh, that car leaked like a sieve. Yeah, I know CRX it, things. Yeah. There's so no. many, and like you tell people about it, like I'm like I had day after day terrible experiences in that car, and people can hear my stories, and they still go out buy a CRX, and they're like, "You weren't wrong," and I was like, "I don't." It, the three people why? that were able to get Do you ever one get to tired last long enough about telling people I told you so on car mm -hmm. shit. Yeah. Yeah, all the time, and like I get it a little bit more because they don't trust my opinion. Well, no, they do now. They do now after. They bought a but like, I, I get more and more bitter with these people. Like yeah. in the first, I'm like, if you buy that, I will unfriend you. I'll block you. Yeah. Like, what? Why? I'm like, I'm not. I'm getting ahead shit. of this situation. Okay. Yeah. I've done yeah. this a hundred times. Yeah. You will regret oh, yeah. it. You'll complain. Then you'll say I was right. You'll sell the car. You'll be in debt. You'll be unhappy. So. Oh yeah, that happens <clears throat> all the time with a particular person where they would ask me like, I got this car and it'd be like. Oh, that was no. a bad decision. And then they're like, but it's similar to this car. And like on paper. Or yes. similar. People yeah. people need to stop asking other people for opinions on cars. Yeah. Because yeah. it's an emotional decision. You're either going to make a bad mistake I, or you're going to buy a good I car. I actually say whenever anybody asks me for one, I said, you're not going to listen to me, but this is it. And then. Do you know how many times. Actually, to I, be honest, by saying you're not going to listen to me. I've actually had a higher success rate of people listening to me. Maybe that like gets through on like a more. In a low end level of their brain. Yeah, it looks it's like so like with like Jen and stuff, or sorry, Sybil. Um, like I, it, when she's like asking for car advice, I'm like, you're not gonna listen to me. You're gonna do what you want. But if it was me, I would do this. And sitting yeah. with Aaron Lot, I said the same thing, and it worked out for him. And then with Chad Trust, I said, honestly, it's up to you. Most people don't listen to me when I give car advice, but. 
get rid of your Torag. And you know what? He got a Camry. He freaking loved it. And then he bought a RAV4. And he now he's just a Toyota boy. So I man. the amount of times I've recommended over the last 20 years the 8101 manual Corolla. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like you want a car that will never let you down. It's cheap and it's unbelievably cheap to run. Yeah. 8101 manual Corolla. Get, Do you know how many people have bought one of those? Like none. None. Yeah. Zero people have bought so, the best car I in eternity. People ask me to, because like I have a lot of friends that are in the LGBTQ community, and they're not known for knowing anything about cars, and so they'll be like, "What I've do had you?" A contradicting experience. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm coming from like my friends from high school sure. that were in like like thespians gay club with me. I, I think I think the, it's like a hub and spoke thing with the LGBT community. Yeah. Like whoever you find, like if you find the center person, mm-hmm. which is Janik for me. Yeah. yeah. And like everyone he knows drives a German car. They're all really well maintained and they mm-hmm. have jobs. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. they bring me their cars. I'm like, I know it's in good condition, so I will charge you this lower amount to fix this yeah. job. Funny, I was actually talking to Janik today because <clears throat> we took out a tech back in high school together. And he's like Gilbert Plumbing Van. And we had it, one of the cars we worked on was a Gilbert G20 Plumbing Van. And we called it the Gilbert Van. And I, to date, call G20 as the Gilbert van. I go, yeah, G's in the name. So G means Gilbert. <laughs> We're having a conversation about that today. But, yeah, so, like, <laughs> these are all my friends from, like, the GSA in high school. So they're just, like, not. I'm not saying they're not that. car people. They're, they're just not. not car people. And it's the, just a different part of the world. They're not yeah. in car people. They're passionate about something else. They're not interested. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're, they're more worried about Broadway. Um, and they're like, what car? Like, I want to get a new car. I want it to be a little flashy. What do you suggest? And I go, Lexus. And they're like, mm. G70. And so instead of, like, telling them exactly what I would suggest, I go, what are you looking at? And then I will voice my opinion. And... Um, you can't hear it on the, through the... I recording. can. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, not through the recording, uh, but it's bugging me, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, I always start off with the... What are you looking at? Yeah, that's a and very important I, thing to do. Yeah, I tell like, them. Give me like three things that you would or already have test driven. Yeah. And then, and then I go, all right, so you're looking for this. This is what I would. That's similar to that, but out of your choices, this is what I would do. Literally. And that yeah. saved that, me so much heartache. It's <laughs> true. I, I learned to do that from being a car salesman. I feel like to give anybody any sort of automotive advice, you have to be a car salesman. It doesn't teach you anything about cars. No. It teaches you that nobody's going to ever... It's a li- confirmation bias. You're you're ne- just- yeah, you're just confirming what they want. They aren't going to listen to your advice. And if you want the trick to sales is getting them to buy the thing you want yeah. via their own confirmation bias, it's a very, very difficult task to do. You, However, being I've, a good car salesman is the same as being a really shitty lawyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously, yeah. Because yeah. it's just leading questions. That's all it is. That's all. It's literally all it is. But um, <laughs> So, Jan, what car have you 180 on from hating it to loving it? I don't know. Like, I, I, Hormones are making my brain not work right now. So, like, head empty. But, like, I... Like, I can't Channel think of that there's so many. Channel your cross cab. Well, I mean, yeah. not just that, but I mean, there's got to be other. I know there are other ones. No, I'm just hated yeah. that. Because like, I had the same thing, but like the cross cab popped in my head, but the, the love to hate thing was much harder. And yeah, you might have to go a little bit broader with I like. I think like I really didn't like. The Mustang, the EcoBoost Mustang. Yeah, I hated the that. EcoBoost Mustang I hated. And then I drove it once and I was like, all right, this is pretty, 
pretty the stinking cool. The problem um, with Mustangs are the owners. Yeah, and that's the EcoBoost. That's how you get the EcoBoost. Because it gets you out of that. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah nobody wants thing. to. Nobody <laughs> wants to talk to you. You get the EcoBoost four cylinder, and it's like having an SVO. <laughs> like none of the douchebags want to talk to you. And all the cool dude, all the cool people at Radwood, you're like, dude, SVO, and you're like, yeah, dude, I get it. Like the transmission survives longer on you this one. You have an Escort EXP. I bet you have thirty of them. And they're like, yeah, I live in a barn. <laughs> Um, well, I, I can say the Ridgeline with this new model update, I used to love it, but now it's just like... Nah, you went the other way on that one, yeah. I don't, I wouldn't say I hate it, but now that it's, it, it's lost the Ridgeline, like it's still Don't worry, we got the Hyundai Ridgeline yeah. coming yeah. now. So, if you think of something later on in the episode, yeah, chime yeah, in, in. Yeah, and let us know if you can think of anything. Uh, it's probably something that my brain purposely... For, for me, a car that I used to love but i now hate is the nissan s chassis the 240s interesting i hate them i absolutely hate them now i i never got into those i get super into them like when we first like when we first met in high school i was like really into them and it's like well, the yeah, s13 reading like reading these like sport compact car yeah. magazines so like <clears throat> hips car like after driving his when it was like totally stock i that was okay but that car doesn't exist um and that's the thing is, I actually really like that. I see why people like them, but that doesn't exist anymore. And now you're just paying perfectly reasonable E30 money for a car it doesn't run. A 240 is like a, a graphics card during a mining boom. It's it, like, why? Somebody's paying that building, much for that? Building a computer right like, Why is that so much it's money? It's like building a computer right now. It's because somebody else is paying that much and mm -hmm. everyone sees it. So all of them are now worth that much money. But like all of this shit is like, you don't need that. Like this over here is just as good and you already have it. Like, well, it's well, like yeah, when but... I look at them, so like, I look at the 240SX, and I'm like, all right, 240SX, eight grand for an OK one. God. Because that's literally what the automatic S14 sold for on Brand Trailer last week, um, or two weeks ago, I think. But I was it a I Cookie or a Zenki? It was a Zenki, so it was a preface. Wow. Yeah, it was beige and automatic. Wow. Yeah, really weird. I mean, you know the chassis is in good shape, but wow. It was, it was a... Northeast car as well. Like just like bananas price. But um what happened? Drift tax, man. Yeah, so and that's the thing is like now I'm like looking I'm like I can get a very, very okay Japanese market A eighty six that like didn't pass shock in in like two thousand seven. It's just been sitting in a barn for like ten years. And I can get that for eight grand before import fees. So I'm like, all right, eight grand I can get a shitbox two forty. Or like eleven grand, I can get a driving shipbox A86. I will take the driving shipbox A86 any day I, over that. What yeah. I find really funny about the A86 is all of your weeb friends. What like all of a sudden like they watch Initial it, D. It's like at least once the, a year I get a message from somebody that's not a car person <laughs> wanting an A86 when they discover and Initial D's on like, Hulu. I love I love experiencing that because like. All of your car friends like Initial D because they're like, oh, the 86 is a great car. And it's they, really cool. Yeah. You see, yeah. And then all your weeb friends are like, so how hard is it going to be? And like, it's impossible. Also, I have $1,200. Like, you're not going to get You're going to get a like, CA Accord and it's going to look like an A86. And, and it's like, <laughs> the front end, yeah. Always someone that we'll you the hatch. don't really like. It's the same car. <laughs> and then you, like, is always someone that like cut ties with you for some reason yeah no it's and, not, it's not even that it's like it's random people yeah like so it's like richard george i was somebody that 
yeah. cut ties because he's a white supremacist and I fucking hate him and never want to talk to him. Um, I told him I was going to help him and I ghosted him. Uh, <laughs> I made it very apparent that I ghosted him too. Um, but then there's like, like some of my other like random weeb friends from like high school and stuff. Yeah. Like it just like randomly hit me up. And like, so this is the thing is like whenever the, the thing is with the A86, as much as I love it, I'm, I can, it's very difficult for me to justify buying one unless I get a shit box. Cause the you entire time I know it, somebody who owns one and we're like, well, do we really want, I, I do absolutely hundred percent want one. But, um, this, the thing is like an E70 is almost the exact same car mechanically, especially if it's not an SR5 or especially if it's the SR5 with the three TC engine. Or not the three GC. It's the four AC. I was gonna say the. It's a four AC in the in the base model eighty six. It's pretty much the same thing as the three TC from the previous Corolla. Their live rear axle, they literally parts bolt back and forth between each other for the suspension. It's the same thing. It's six. One doesn't have pop up headlights. That's the only difference. And it's well, like, and the price. And that's the thing. The one without pop up headlights, it's gonna be a brown sedan. It's gonna be three thousand dollars, and there's gonna be like a forty five year old Puerto Rican dude that is in love with it and is immaculately restored the entire car. I do will cry and drive it lost. away. Yeah. yeah. And then you're not going to want to drift it because it's too nice. <laughs> so Good. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so that's a car. Uh, the 240 is definitely a car I went from loving to hating. A car I went from hating to loving. Um, any supercar that I like. That's a good answer. I hated supercars. Like When we even started Carbitrage, I could not stand supercars. I went the other way. But so this is the thing. Well... The, it's the mindset you, that you get when you're looking at them. Uh, a lot of people look at them like a lot of like the the fuckboys that are into them. But the fuckboys that don't know anything about cars love supercars. Yeah. yeah, and this is the thing is I don't love them for that. I love them because I like the sense of humor in a car. And it yeah. was it was awesome that that turned me like 180 on it. Well, yeah, but that's a that's a Countach anniversary. No, that's the thing is like now. When I look at these supercars, I look at them through that lens mm-hmm. of a car with a sense of humor. And it's like, I see a car, like, I see an Audi R8, and I don't give a shit. Like, or and McLaren. Yeah. Like, these are cars where you do not need to make a difference in your life. Like, you do not need to make a massive sacrifice for your regular comfort no, to own this car. It's a giant GTI. Yeah. Whereas, like, it's less practical. you own an actual supercar, like, you own a Countach, you own any Ferrari, like, you're buying a car that does not make sense it is objectively a bad car if you it's like buying a gun why do you want that i like guns yeah i like it that's the only acceptable answer yeah like (laughs) and the thing is like with like a ferrari like like, if you if this is any other car if you had a corvette that was equally as powerful and equally as reliable as a ferrari Mm -hmm. you would have a c4 crossfire injection and nobody would like it oh and that's the thing is like it's just the sense of humor that the Ferraris and the Lamborghinis have, and I absolutely love them. And that's that is my one eighty from hating to being head over heels about is like it's not all of them, but it's the ones I like, like just completely like blew me away. And I'm like, this is so stupid. I love it. Like, I, I think lo- I. I- I mean, I think I went, like I was saying earlier, a little bit the opposite direction. Because, like, when I was first getting into cars, even when I first started watching Top Gear yeah, UK, you, you were, you were I was all really in it for them. the supercars. I'm like, oh, yeah, show me the... Yeah, I mean, well, I saw that at the 2000 Detroit Auto Show, and those twin exhausts, man. I'm, those just, I'm thinking of, like, other me. cars from, like, the early, or the late... 
late 90s, early 2000s. So yeah, like I'm trying to think like the, the 575, the 575 that, that kind of yeah. stuff. I'm like, I love that. And, but I still love those. Yeah. But those cars, like you said, you have to make a serious adjustment in how you live to but be it, able to use one of and those. That, and that's the thing. It's like, whereas like you get a Maserati Gran Turismo, like nobody gives a oh, shit about car. that. But, even but like I mean, a, nobody gives a shit about A 650S. Like that. That's, that's a car that's a super car to a, somebody that doesn't give a shit. But even like, like a McLaren Senna, like that car is so stripped out and like, the McLaren Senna is the one that like that that crosses from the the five seven five Marinellos and the mm-hmm. uh, Ferrari three sixties and the um, the six twenty p whatever it is Doesn't the normal matter. one. Yeah, that's like my favorite thing when I was walking in Carmel as everybody was stopping at the supercars and I ran past them to look at a Peugeot. Yeah, you look at the, like, but that's the thing. Just like, a 205 GTI and a McLaren? 100% like, I'm going to like, Yeah, I, I'm going to go look at the 205. Or, like, if you if like you see, like, an, another McLaren yeah. or anything like that, and it's like, no, I'm looking at the dude that parked the Ferrari F50 in a bush because he couldn't find normal parking. Yeah, yeah. that now was my, like. Huh. Ooh, look, a groupie quattro. Ding. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, like, feel like it's a, such a power move, like, when you just walk past a super. It is, car. like, the ultimate, like, low-key flex and for like, the person that money doesn't matter to. Yeah. We were we were mm. out there as press, so I was wearing, like, my, my business attire, which was, like, a dress and, like, nude heels. And then you see me and assume that I'm, like, going to stand next to this fancy car. And I'm, like yelling at this kid with his Peugeot, like, where did you find this? And he's like, oh. Well, you should also know when we did that, there's also a guy with a quad cam uh, speedster that was parked directly yeah. behind it. And the guy with the quad cam <clears throat> speedster saw went, me running. Yeah, well, no, he, he saw the car as well. And he quit talking to the person that's talking at him about his car. Yeah, he's talk <laughs> to, talk to the guy with the Peugeot. <laughs> So he knew, he knew what was up. He saw me running, Good. and then he looked behind him, and then he saw that the, there was the Peugeot. The people that own really, like, we're talking like Concours cars. Yeah. yeah. They are also looking at the Peugeot. Yeah, yes. like, those are the pe- those are the cool cars. Yeah. And, like, that's the thing. Is like, <clears throat> so, like, normally, like, that's the car that you find cool. But for, for you to, like, draw me away from a Peugeot yeah. at Monterey Car Week, it has to be a car where I know you spent millions of dollars to be absolutely uncomfortable just to get a kick out of the car. Why is that and I door that. got a window in it? Yeah. I don't know. So I can breathe. <laughs> like, Does it open? Nope. <laughs> so the center, like the window in the door is like, see that idiocy is like, that's so Countach that, that, to me. That's, like, that's, that's why I like it. Yeah, that's all I love about supercars. It's just like things like suck. And like you, you, you do not like being in it. Mm-mm. Like, <laughs> You really have to, like, the reason you brought that car to me is for me, not for you. Yeah. And the reason I that you bought that. I dealt with driving this. Because, like, <laughs> you, you enjoy making other people happy at this point at your own expense. Yeah. That's like driving the Mercy. But the, pr- the thing with the Mercy is you drive it and you're like, this is actually totally fine. And that's the thing. That's why the Mercy is, like, one of those cars where it's, like. It's right I, on the like, edge. It's on the edge for me. Like, I get why you bought it, why Mark bought it. Yeah. I personally would not have. But I, mean, I guess it's the also best big daddy Lambo, so that's fine. Yes, it is a good point. That's the thing, it's actually the best. It's the issue, is it's good at something, and I hate that. But it's also really bad at a lot of other things, and like, it's still got like the wrong way around engine transmission thing. Like, if you take the true. engine out of that, it still looks like a Countach. That's yeah. very true. <clears throat> and like, whereas, like, they'll like, if you put a, a Murcielago next to a Lamborghini Yalpa for me, I'm gonna take the Yalpa all day long. 
hundred percent. The old V eight thing that was like not as expensive. Oh, as uh, nobody else does. And the well, I mean, uh, nobody else does. It's <laughs> a great looking car. It is a great looking car and is but... absolutely rubbish. And it's a V eight, which is like if you think finding parts for a V twelve Lamborghini is, is difficult, try finding one for the one nobody bought. Oh, don't worry, it interchanges with the Iraco. Oh, perfect. The one that sold. Equally as shitty. Yes. There we go. Perfect. Uh-huh. The other car that drove double the parts right inventory the you thought you were working oh, with. Good. Mm-hmm. And instead of three, now I have six. <laughs> Great. But like, that's the thing is like, I really love when cars are like that, and they're just like, I love just dumb cars like that. It and is dumb. I mean, it's like the I've never the liked heat's a good car. jammed on full. Yeah, like, the, like you have to turn off the traction control to drive it, otherwise it like lurches and freaks and that's out. The thing. That's I'm like it, it's Italian. Woo. That's why I one eightyed on them. Because, like, I realized that these people like these cars for the same reason I like my Subaru. That car was designed when Audi owned the company, but they had no part in that car. You could tell, like, the German people were standing in the corner of the factory, and the Italians were, like, hanging up sheets with, like, pictures of a factory. I I feel like this is what happened. The Germans took over the company, and they go, you have how much sunk into this? And they're like, yeah. And they're like... Well, now we have to make it. And in truth, they just started. <laughs> it's just like it's they a just had a Diablo with like some clay on top of it, and they're like, "Sorry, it's almost done." It's almost done. How much have you spent? I spent a lot of money. A million, I'm million. what? You haven't done anything. It's the same car. Yeah, I don't know. There's <laughs> a lot of wine, but anyway, there's a bunch of wine and che- wine bottles and cheese wrappers in the dumpster. I'm gonna come to the Mercy's defense. Uh, why don't you um, talk about your thing before I go to my little review? Okay. Fair enough. So I actually got sent a Bring a Trailer link this week, not by you, um, which was weird. I didn't even know this was listed. By my uncle. Um, To be fair, I didn't know this was listed because Jeff Gordon's race car was listed, and I was way more excited about that. And there's a really dumb Ferrari that was listed, and I was also very excited about this. this And now I know this is here. I'm going to be very excited about this in about a week and a half. Yeah, no, I'm going to be really excited in a week and a half from now. When it's it's gone? No, when it's on, it's like the last 24 hours, and it's going bananas. So my uncle, the one that owns the or owned the Stillwater property, mm-hmm. um, he used to live next door to me growing up. It was always nice. He's he's always been a huge car guy. Bought his first car when he was fourteen. Dabbled in Corvairs of all things for a long, long time. Then got yeah. He still has a '68 quad carb convertible Love Monza. That. Like it's a cool car. That was a very cool car. Um, yeah. It, Blake's a good guy. You'd like him. Um, but we exchanged bring a trailer links because I know what he's looking for, and. He knows what I'm looking for. So, and we, which one are you are looking for in BMW M1 previously owned by Paul Walker? He, well, the provenance doesn't matter at all to me uh, or him. But the BMW M1 was something that my uncle was looking at fairly seriously about 10 years ago mm-hmm. before they went bananas. But he also wasn't COO of a global mm-hmm. defense mm-hmm. contracting company at that point, And now he is. Ooh. So he could easily afford to buy this car. But he also will not buy something unless it's a good deal. So he won't end up with it. But it's always fun when somebody who has the means to buy one of these things sends you a link to it to have a conversation. Because I clicked on it. I'm like, oh, that's an M1. And then I didn't even know it was Paul Walker's car. Um, I read into it. It was like a factory modified version. And it's got you know some power adders. They've changed a few this parts. Really but pretty. really, it was a driver. It was driven more than most M1s. Which is pretty cool, um, but just a really, really, really awesome car. So I, that's awesome. This is a really, really cool. I'm listen. curious to see what it's going to go for uh, north of 500 grand for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because that's what any old M1 mm. goes for. But Seven, I, I'm gonna say 750. I'll guess 658. 
I think the Paul Walker connection is going to really help this car a lot. I'm not sure because the people that have means to do it are so old that they don't give a shit about Paul Walker. That's the thing is you also have the people, all of the Instagram influencers, like actually, like people like that True. that would be that know what the M1 is and they never thought about it because they didn't know where to, they just never had one popped in front of them. And this is one that is ex Paul Walker. Like they're going to be about it. So like, yeah. I think this is. It's going to sell well. If, if there's going to be a car that's going to blow up, it's going to be this one. I just low-key really don't want an influencer to buy it and then crash it. Logan Paul. Yeah. Actually, you could have Logan Paul, Paul Walker, the Paul Walker car. Logan Paul Walker? And then you don't have to deal with Logan Paul anymore. And I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah. Because I don't to, like Logan Paul. If we have to lose one M1 for that. It, I will, I will yeah. sacrifice an M1 for Logan Paul to go away <clears throat> literally forever. <laughs> <laughs> so... I also yeah. love the spare, the space saver spare tire. I know, right? All right, so it's like an old hear, rally wheel. Hear me out. Hear me out here. I would drive around Monterey Car Week around construction sites just so I have a reason to rock that on my M1 at Monterey Car Week. The spare? Yes. <laughs> I want to find another three that, of them from that, other M1s that have been totaled <laughs> and then go ice racing with studded tires in my M1. Because, like, just driving around, that's, like, a, the next step up from just, like, driving the most uncomfortable supercar is you get this, you, you get one that's, like, being used. It's just, like, you put up, it's on a spare tire, and it's got, like, a, it's got a dent in the corner. It's just, like, that is the It's like that 959 that was crashed, like, 15 years yeah. ago. When that yeah. sold, it was on a, a spare tire, yeah. on, like, a... A wheel dolly. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm like, oh, hilarious. okay. That needed work. It's probably all <laughs> fixed now, but. Well, this is quite cool. Yeah, so I'm really curious. Maybe we'll fill you guys in next time we do a recording on what it actually went for. But, yeah, we have we have our guesses in. So, speaking of uh, European cars mm-hmm. and my Fiat. Oh, yeah. Well, I want to talk about my review of both Maurice Minnetonka Ford and my loner which is funny because normally you say glowing things about maury's yeah. because maury's subaru is yeah, an amazing I love, place i love maury's subaru they're great how long ago did i buy my fiat two months yeah and all right it no, was longer it was that, before thanksgiving really yeah because really we got lucifer yes wow it was it was before jan's birthday before thanksgiving Apparently, time is just irrelevant to me now. I remember I had that car for a few days. I had that car long enough to be able to. It was nice out. I bought the E the same week you bought that car, and it was no snow. So it was definitely before December. It was the first week before Thanksgiving. That's what it was. I know know for a fact. And I had a few things that they threw in for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they gave me the. Well, since they they wouldn't come down on price, he made sure to get this stuff thrown in. Yeah, I knew that I wasn't going to bother haggling, so I had him throw in stuff. Well, this is entirely a failure upon the sales department, uh, not on anybody else. I'm entirely blaming the sales department for this. Uh, not my salesperson, per se, because it's, once the deal goes to finance, the salesperson is out of it. It's not their fault. So, yeah, the what's his name? Mike or whatever was fine. Um, <laughs> but it was the, this forgettable salesperson was it, it, okay. It, 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 it was he, he's totally fine in this. He's not getting implicated. I'm not giving name his name for him working here in case he goes to work somewhere his else. His name might be Mike though. Yeah, his name is Mike, but like everybody in Minnesota is in Mike. I'm it's, not. Well, yeah, but I mean, like if you you're not. If you say like somebody's name is like Mike, I, I don't know Nelson or Hunt? Stevenson Sage. or like Mike Andrews, like in Minnesota, like that will. My, that, that would be half the state. It's like uh, it's like walking out into a crowd and yelling Josh. I still think, oh yeah, Josh. I think Josh wins over Chad in Minnesota. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like so anyway, 
Car salesman's not a problem, and I can call him by his first name because he's got the most un, the most ungoogleable name. We're ever. past yeah. the vanilla name. So what's next? I get my car, I drop it off <laughs> at Maury's. It t- takes him two months of going back and forth, going me saying, "Hey, um, what the fuck is going on here?" And it didn't it didn't really work. It didn't like connect with him until I emailed Mike back and I said, "How about this? I'm gonna drop this car off on a Saturday." Right in the middle of customer parking, taking up the three, the six spots directly in front of the door until you fix this. And then that Monday, did that get his attention? Yes, hmm. that got forwarded immediately to the. Um, by the way, in this time, I also left a five star review, blasting them uh, in the actual written section. Oh. <laughs> And they did not respond to that. That's hilarious. Okay. So I literally had to like get to the point where I'm like, like making a threat to just ruin all of their collective Saturdays over this big problem. And like I told them, like it's gonna be a Saturday. You're gonna have everybody there. I'm gonna do it about like two o'clock, <laughs> right when everybody's there. I was a salesman. I know when the peak. I times know are. when you don't want to be there, and I'm gonna make every one of you have to and deal with me. And it's funny because I think at this point they've realized who's a previous. More oh, they know. Employee. They know I used to work there, and they know that I'm a petty person, and they know that I know what I'm doing with this. The internal file has you many know notes. the C- yeah, like I, I like they, you they, know the person that owns the dealership. Yeah, like they, they saw my they saw my service my service history and my purchase history. They go, wow, this is your third car you bought from us. I'm like, yeah, it is. So what the fuck? Why is number three the problem? And so, third time's supposed to be the charm. Yeah. So anyway, two months later, they finally bring me in like the following week and this was literally i I sent this email before i left last time we recorded Mm -hmm. um so i was like they did it as soon as possible and like we were so sorry we do not have any loaners until monday i'm like we're fine so they got me my loaner my choices were a ford eco sport (laughs) eco sport that's a great name. That's it's so much name. more endearing. It, to be to be fair, it's a better name. Than sports. <laughs> so much better name. Because we're gonna get to that. So <laughs> my, my choices are I Ford. need a little tiny hatchback called the Eco Spoot. <laughs> That'd be really cute. So anyway, that should my, have been a Twingo special. Edition. My yes. my choices were Eco Spoot or <laughs> a Ford Focus. That it's I like did. a Danish. Yeah, exactly. It's like, an Eco Spoot. <laughs> it's the Danish version. Um. Or my other choice was a Ford Focus that had been left outside in the sub-zero temperature because it's, like, actually cold, finally. Hmm. So I'm like, mm, I'm going to take the EcoSport that's inside with a heated steering wheel versus the one that doesn't have a heated steering wheel that's outside. Yeah. And he's like, it was kind of cool that he offered me that because I know you like small cars because I brought a Fiat there. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I, I do, yes. And yes. then I'm, I'm like, oh, it's outside? Oh, no. And I looked at their three options. It was an EcoSport. Or two different explorers, so I went with the EcoSpoot because it's like literally a, like three quarters of the size. It's just like a shitty lifted Fiesta. Yeah. So I bought that, and let me tell you, I don't know where the sport comes from in that damn, because that is the most, <laughs> that is the slowest car I've ever been in in my life. You've been in the 240 when it was a diesel. I've been in every car I've owned. I've never owned a car over 200 horsepower. Yeah, but the, the, the 240D fa- did the quarter mile before it did 60. The fastest car I've ever taken to the racetrack was an AW11 MR2 NA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100, the, 111 horsepower. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the crank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With a lot of miles on New. it. <laughs> so it was like 86 horsepower. But like, so this is the thing. I'm not one for actually fast cars. And this is the car that I've personally, I guess not, not the 240, but um, the fastest car I've personally driven where I stepped on the gas and it made all of the noises that you'd expect a car to make. And is I'm it a like, CVT? Yes. Oh. Don't worry. It, it shifts gears. Oh, no. It does the mimic ratio yes. thing. Or no, it's that dry clutch thing. Oh, no. Yes, it is the oh, dry clutch thing. Oh, no. Yeah. So anyway. The it's, power shift. Yes, the power shift. So anyway, it's going there. And it literally, I leave the, the stoplight to get here with Jan in the car. I have traction control off. I have brake boosted well, to make sure. In a dual clutch, that trans is not going to last. But I've done everything I can to get to zero to 60 as fast as possible because I'm trying to get on the highway from a stoplight, which is stupid. And so, which normally I love this light because it's like in my Fiat, it's great. I leave 11s and I get there in a totally reasonable amount of time. And it would totally, if I wasn't leaving 11s, it would be getting there probably about two seconds faster. Probably. <laughs> this one... I went through, I think, three or four gears, and I hear, and it's, like, shaking the car to death, and I'm like, what the hell? Like, I am going 80, 90 miles an hour, and like, there's nobody behind, because, like, everybody else, like, had two-wheel drive, and it was icy, and they, like, didn't give it everything the car had, and I look down, and I've been accelerating for an eighth of a mile here, and it's been several, it's been over 11, 12, 13 seconds. And I look down, and it says 55 miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Jan had a whole ass conversation. Kai Rizdahl did all of the numbers for the NASDAQ by the time I was done on getting this 60. It was bad. Ryan's like, and it made it to 60. And I was like, my attention. You yeah, yeah. It. Like, I already slept the entire night and she came had, back. She had like three different trains of thought by the time I was able to get the 60. I mean, that's not saying much. But <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, that's normal. So but. there's that. Now, I'm not going to say this is all bad, though. Because you know what this is? This is a perfect example of actually quite a good vehicle let down by the chassis itself. Because also the looks. The, well, it doesn't matter the looks. I don't uh, care about that. I'm, ta- I'm talking about how it actually is as a vehicle, because the looks are entirely subjective. Um, yeah, but it's ugly, though. Yeah, I know, but it's subjective, so I, I'm not going to make a statement on that. That's for I will. everyone. Officially, it's ugly. Sure, for you, yeah. Um, it does have completely defeatable traction control. That's cool. Very, very cool. Very cool. It has the quickest rea- reacting and the hottest heated steering wheel I've ever felt, to the point I actually have to turn it off because it is physically uncomfortable to touch. Ah, so like that legacy. It is great, but it happens like that. And yeah, it so did stays the hot. I, I had, yeah, it was one of those things where, like, in Corey's car, you turn it on, and it's just, oh, that's nice. And wow, that's bad. PWM <laughs> modulates, and the legacy is like, oh, wow, that was quick. And then it's like, ah, yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> you have to take that. your hands off the wheel, and then eyesight jams you back into the lane while you're trying to find them. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so it's like that. Um, it has heated seats Good. that are Volkswagen hot. Which ah, are yikes. uncomfortably hot. Good things. I want my heated seat. That seats just means to, you have paper thin upholstery. I the... want my heated seat to be able to hit uncomfortably hot like that. Like I don't want to deal with my seat warming. So you up. want thin vinyl. I just want whatever makes my butt warm. Like that's thin vinyl. Yeah, sure. Anyway, so it's got that. The infotainment pretty decent. The visibility. They have 
figured that out now. Is actually shockingly good. I that said was that the one earlier. thing that surprised me most. And yeah, apparently the belt line is lower. The belt line's not terribly high. Well, it's and like, it makes sense because you have the crash protection, but it's down lower because you're up higher. Yeah. So you can have a lower belt line and still comply with crash. And safety. so like I, I can. It's got almost not quite, but almost as good as a forester level of visibility. And a forester's a fishbowl. It's great. Um, and it's also got a cool kooky little sideways swinging door like a first gen rav4 not a zenki door like it were yeah <laughs> where you know the door swings sideways on rav4s instead of up mm-hmm. on the old ones yeah, it does that on this which is cool i like that i like I just i don't like this vehicle I, it's got these things it's got a lot of <clears throat> things that i should technically like but is entirely let down by ford just screwing the pooch on it like they took a bunch of things i should like it's got a turbocharged engine it's got all-wheel drive, which with defeatable can, can yeah yeah exactly no manual with, option yeah with trash control but it doesn't have a it doesn't have trash control it has way too much weight for the size of the engine. You could also buy a Fiesta ST. Yes, and, and do better in every single way. Literally half the weight of this, and I I took a picture of my cup holder with my McDonald's cup in it. Mm-hmm. This is a large, and this truck is a Ford. Which is a American American brand big gulp truck. Oh, that and is edge to edge. It's edge to edge, and, and I just want you to know, I had to pull the parking brake up to fit this McDonald's large sweet tea into it, and I'm like, "Wow, that's not going to do well as a model because of the yeah. cup holder." Yeah, I know, right? And it's like this is entirely. I'm like, okay, I get it. The car was designed in Europe, right? Like, it no, maybe maybe. Yeah, maybe it was designed for the European market. Hatchbacks and wagons are popular in Europe. Yeah, but I mean, may, let's say, well, give them the benefit of that. It maybe. does seem like a Ford Europe product. Yeah, Europe maybe. Because it's got things that don't suck, like visibility. Yeah. In the sideways opening door, that's Ford Europe. Um, it must have been engineered out of the United States. But this is a thing. I feel like Ford, this big company, will make more money in sales than a two millimeter narrower shift, shift or parking brake handle would be. I feel like the amount of sales they're losing because that e-brake handle is outweighing whatever they saved from not redesigning the American Why market one. Why is it one. not an electric handbrake at this point anyway? Well, that's the thing. I actually like that it's a mechanical handbrake. I do, too. I can, I can go drift and do shitties, and it's I do freaking too. awesome. But why is it not? I have no idea, and I'm not asking questions because they didn't notice that, and they made it correct, and I'm, I'm actually happy about that. Yeah, I, I hate electric parking brakes. So this is the next part about this is... And then I remembered you this, talk like Lewis Black. This morning, I know. This morning, I didn't get a large cup of coffee. I had a small. Oh, so it's making you healthier. And the same thing happens. Oh, so it's not making you healthier. <laughs> it was not just because it's a large McDonald's. <laughs> I had a small Dunkin' Donuts, which is like about the size of a tall Starbucks, which is like the tiniest thing. It's not a large McDonald's. Even Jana's. attest my water cup from. Chipotle. Chipotle. Yeah, her kids' water cup. Yeah. Well, it's not. It, they Same give thing. you the water cup for the kids' pot, but yeah. So like a, wa- a standard water cup, no go. That I put that because I got smart after the second cup, and I put that in the back cup holder, and it still was rubbing up against the parking brake boot. Do you know the Fiat 500 has no issue holding those beverages? No. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Very good cup holders, the and it's only Italian. It pulls 
Trentos. Uh, yeah, and it's got five couple or four it's technically, great. but four and a half. But and so half. this is the thing. <laughs> is, it's five. <laughs> this eco sport is something <laughs> that absolutely could have been a eco sport. It could have been a great eco vehicle sport? with one. All right, I'm gonna give them three things that they needed to have done. Make it a Fiesta. A uh, four millimeter narrow. No, I'm gonna say with this chassis as it is, leaving everything exactly as it is. Manual. Yes, a manual is one of them, and or. They can either do a manual, or they can do a manual and this, or just a manual. Um, an extra 30 horsepower somewhere. Like, it just needs 30 horsepower, and it'd actually be, like, okay to drive. It's 30 horsepower away from being okay to drive. And that is not a small amount of horsepower. No. That is a third of a Fiat engine. That, that is a lot of power that you have to find. I'm talking about a percentage basis, that's probably... 40, 20, 40%? 20% of the... Uh, well, I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. I, is it the 1.6? It's the 1.6, I think, or it might even be a 1.4 or something. It's really well, slow. It's three or four cylinders? I don't know. Oh. I didn't look under the hood. It's a... I don't know. But, I mean, still, it, 30 horsepower will help it. I, that's how what I'm feeling. It's 30 horsepower um, or, and or a manual, and then a 4 millimeter narrower parking brake handle. And that will be a good vehicle. That would be very fun because I could actually pull the parking brake jam the throttle it kicks its the rear end sideways it's fun to drive in the snow like at that point but with the transmission what it's too ugly but this is the thing i don't i'm saying like just working with what i have here yeah but i'm avoiding that because it's too ugly yeah but i mean i'm I'm just trying to say like if i'm trying to make this sellable to like anybody else it is as ugly as a foot are you apologizing for a crossover right now no I'm just saying, this is, like, an honest review of this car. Like, a completely, like, objective review. Is it needs 30 horsepower and or a, a manual. manual transmission. And it needs a narrower uh, parking brake handle. And everything, it will be a reasonable vehicle at that point. It is so close to them having not screwed it up. And they, like, this is the perfect example of Ford just barely missing the mark on a vehicle. So, that's my review of it. I'm bored. Okay. Anyway, let's move on. I want to talk about another car where cool. we can... Um, this is something... I want to show you this car, which sold on Friday. You can just click on it. You don't need to log in. You can just uh, click on it. Why in the God's name? I have no idea. That's literally the URL for the vehicle. Okay. I don't know why there is a picture of a Ford GT on there, but... <clears throat> Look at what that's sold for. That's a... forty-two grand for an XJS? For an XJS pre-facelift. Automatic. Why? 8,000 miles, I guess. Oh, okay. But even then, scroll down for a minute. Now click on the XJS model page. Because this is this is where it's wild. Uh, this is my third Jaguar that totally blew away what its record. What the hell? I know, right? So most of them are between three grand and 20, well, 20, 22. 20. 22. 22. 22. But, um, <clears throat> and then these top two that out performed it were xjsrs xjrs's oh, okay so and like so those are like bananas good this one is like a pre-facelift and this is the thing it's not just xjs's i've noticed this on if you go back to the podcast notes i sent you over to the model page for the normal xj uh-huh. click on that working on it this is where it gets really fucking weird. Ooh, All right, yeah. So <laughs> one second, that, that that's a weirdo one. So if you go up for a second, just because it apparently um, go to filters, 
and then high bid, $100,000, and then filter. There you go. All right, so now if you scroll down, this gives you, look at that graph in the direction it is going for XJSs. Well, for the or top XJs. end ones, because... No, the, cl- the, look at what they are, though. They're not top end. Like, these ones up here? The, well, the, but look, you also have way lower. So these are, like, ones are terrible, but... This one, 87 XJ6 Vandenplot automatic, 76 oh, XJ6. early cars. That was, those top two were mine, by the way. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, like, that's the thing. They aren't necessarily early. These are cars from the 2000s. They're automatic. And this is the weird thing. You can find these, like, super-duper clean Jaguar, like, automatic Jaguars that are, like, grandpa-owned. And as long as they're completely unmodified and they have good maintenance history, they will sell for all of the money. And it's like, this is not just one or two. This is a consistent trend. You can look at this graph and see that this graph is going upwards. Yeah, a line of best fit definitely would, would Could be going that. up. Like, and that's since 2015. That's six years of data. But I mean, a lot more cars are transacting in this. And if you look at those, if you, look at, if you actually click on some of these random ones, what they are is they're, you know, they're cars that don't have maintenance history, have some major issue with them, where just like somebody found them in an estate sale and didn't check anything, and, like, it needs a head gasket or something. Like, if you find one of these where you... Like, so if you look right here, go one... Nope, nope, right where my finger is. That one right there. That one is one where a guy found it at an estate sale and didn't notice that it had been a side impact collision. And it cost him fifteen, or it cost him $5,000 in value. Um, but if you can find one of these, if you are at, like, estate sales, or if you're on, like, Facebook Marketplace or something, and you see, like, a Jaguar, like, XJ, kind of look at it, because you might find something that's worth money. And I know, like, some of these cars that people have purchased, uh, they did not spend $41,000 to buy the car. They bought them for, like, five grand off, like, Facebook Marketplace, took it to a detail shop, yeah, I mean, these got it were, cleaned up. I there. looked at buying one of these for the Lemons Rally, like, yeah. three years ago, and Seriously. it was, like, it was a thousand bucks. Yeah, and, the, <clears> and these, <throat> this is the thing, is like, you're not even looking at manuals. This, this is, not, is a manual, though. But that's I, I, I know, that, that's the thing, is, like, to get this kind of value, you are looking at the automatic inline six, mm-hmm. and the two of the most expensive ones, one's a V8 and one's the automatic inline six, and as long as they are well looked after, they go for bananas money. So I don't if, get it. Yeah, I don't get it either, but I can't argue with the facts. Yeah. And that's the thing. is like, so when I saw, when I, when I wrote uh, this first one right here, that 7,000 mile 2008 Jaguar XJ Vandenplatz from August, that was the first one I wrote that like kind of reset the record. I'm like, that's weird. And then I wrote um, another one, this one right up here, the 13,000 mile one, and that one sold for 41, and that was a 13,000 mile six cylinder. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. And then the XJS happened. I go, what the hell? Like, this is a totally slept on market. Like, this is, like, obviously a thing. Who's where... buying these? So, th- all right. Now that I've written a few of them, I understand it. Jaguar, actually, they have a Jaguar owners club that mm-hmm. they run. And they host uh, they host concourse events. Yeah, I know. Gene down there yeah, is so the guy. Yeah, so what people do is they buy these cars for the concourse events to win the concourse awards. Cause like you can have a concourse quality car, mm-hmm. but instead of spending millions of dollars, you spent $41,000 in comparison to Duesenberg. Yeah, true. So this is like the people that would, yeah, this, these are people that otherwise be buying right-handed. pre-war cars that like can't afford them. They're buying these Jaguars and getting the same, 
like sort of like let's keep it as you're pristine the same as tech. possible. It, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But you're getting like let's keep it as pristine and original as possible, and see like who's got the cleanest, most original one. And these ones that are super original, like this 87XJ6, had every single piece of paper, every single light bulb the guy did, every wiper blade, he had a receipt for. And it had, like, four owners, and every single one of them were, like, the same way. So that's the thing is you get these cars where you have a – if you have a maintenance book that weighs more than your cat, like, <laughs> yeah, like, you should just buy it because you're probably you, – there's a high likelihood you can make some money on it. Uh, and then, like, another one where just, like, this is another one that's just kind of like a whatever one, super low miles – guy had no history of the car not knew nothing about it and it sold for you know eight grand so if you can get the complete history if you can pr- if you can prove it's all original and you can buy that for five grand worth it done go get that car put it on brand trailer make yourself a ton of money and that's my top tip <laughs> all right then. A totally wild amount of money <laughs> yeah i mean i like i said the last time i looked at an xj I'm like, oh, that'd be a, because you get like, in Lemons Rally, how they, they give you points. It's like the worse and stupider, the yeah. better. Like and it was like that... pre-1980 gave you a ton of points. Buying something from England yeah, yeah. automatically gave you like 50 points. I'm like, dude, English, yeah. let's do it. A Jaguar, and you can get and them for that him. much money. I know, because I saw several like doesn't run, but turns over, has spark. I'm like, ha Oh, I also had a uh, S-Type close today. S-type. Bananas money. Why? It was an X. It's a Jaguar S-Type R. Okay, that makes. But sense. I mean, that's those the thing. are extremely low production. Yeah, but this one sold for like crazy amounts of money. Like I had it's a the, super rare car. It sold for more than the Bullet Mustang that closed five minutes prior. I would much rather have an S-Type R. But this the thing is like the Bullet Mustang is the one that's like obviously like. There's a following for that car. S-Type R, you know, you go, it's an S-Type. Who cares? So I think all the Jaguar Owners Club people are in the same investment group, and yeah, they've done so. really well the last couple of years, yeah. and now they're just buying all the Jags. Jags. So, uh, yeah, I think you can still there, – there's money to be made with the Jag market. It's finding It is Jags. interesting. I never would have looked at that trend otherwise. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> have if it wasn't for <laughs> me being randomly assigned the listings. <laughs> 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 and it turns out to be something where it's just like, okay, I guess I'm really good at writing Jags now. And I just Jag. got like three like new record cars. It's just weird. But uh, yeah, Classic Jags, our top tip for the episode is buy those, I guess. I apparently. guess. Just make sure you do your homework. Do your homework. You can make some money. Yeah, as long as you're buying it to flip, that's cool. Otherwise, buy a five-speed. It's kind of like a stock. Anyway. We'll the talk oldest to you. Bitcoin in the world is a Jaguar. Yes, 